This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. This is The Agenda. I am Dan Austin. This is Joel Rabinowitz and we are from Liverpool.com. And today we've got around the table and we're going to talk about Ryan Fraser um, because he's been linked to Liverpool this morning and basically we've been having a chat in our office and want Liverpool to sign him more than any other footballer on the planet, I think, is, is the position that we've ended up getting to. You could offer us Mbappe, you could offer us Messi. Me and Joel want Ryan Fraser. Um, he played really well last season. He's available for, in theory, a bit of a reduced price because he's only got a year left on his contract. He's 25 years old. I think he's really, really good. And if Liverpool want someone who can play across the front three or especially come in off the left onto a right foot, a la Mane, it seems like a bit of a no-brainer to me. Yeah, it seems like it makes too much sense, really. I can't work out why nobody's... There's not been a lot of noise about him this summer in general. Um, the one that always sticks out to me is obviously that 16-17 away game. We were 3-1 up with half an hour to go. Fraser comes on the pitch, turns into prime Lionel Messi and Bournemouth score three goals and win it 4-3. Um, I honestly think it's the best individual performance I've ever I'm seen from a footballer. I'm struggling to think of anything <laughs> better than that. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's not just that though. Like last season, his numbers were unbelievable in the Premier League. So he ended up with 14 assists, uh, which was second only to Hazard, but his expected assists was 16 and he got seven goals. Which bit, well. the, the expected assists basically means that he's putting them on a play for people and they're missing the yeah. chances. And so he's for, doing his job. And that's for a team that finished 14th in mm-hmm. the Premier League. Um, and as you said, all the other kind of background stuff about him, the fact he's 25, which is perfect. It means he's a couple of years younger than most of our front three. So if you're talking about building for the future, he's one. As I said, he plays for a club that's kind of lower mid-end of the Premier League. So in terms of trying to sell it to a player, come to Liverpool, you might not get straight in the starting 11, but you'll get 20, 25 games a season. He's probably more likely to accept that from someone like, say, Nicolas Pepe, who would probably want more of a guaranteed starting spot. Um, so yeah for me he's also probably good mates of Andy Robertson I'd imagine um, that's based purely on nationality yeah um, they might hate each other they're probably the two <laughs> best players in that team as well so um, yeah the idea of them linking up down the left I'm into it. it 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 does just feel like it's really sensible and it's very Liverpool as well so for example whenever Liverpool were, were vaguely linked with Nicola Pepe it just didn't seem like something that made sense to me to go and buy a footballer for 80 million euros that's not necessarily going to get a start when you've already got brilliant players in those positions and he's sort of an established superstar by this stage and he'd be competing with all these other big clubs and you'd have to pay him a lot of money. It didn't seem like a very Jurgen Klopp thing, a very Michael Edwards thing to do. Buying a player of his profile, Ryan Fraser, from, as you say, a team lower down the division, someone that's probably going to be be happy just to play for Liverpool and not expect to be starting in the Champions League final if they get there again or not expecting to start away at Manchester United in October when we're playing there. But we'll come off the bench, play well, know what his role is, just feels like the right thing. And they've done it before with Ginny Wijnaldum, Andy Robertson. Those are some of Liverpool's biggest successes in the transfer market under Klopp. You know, you can do the whole, well, they went and spent the money on Alisson and they went and spent the money on Van Dijk and that fixed everything. And that's all well and good. But this isn't a problem position for Liverpool. It's not like they've got an issue in the first team that they have to go and fix. So they're not going to spend 60, 70, 80 million pounds on a forward if they are at all. So it feels like... In terms of Liverpool's remit, in terms of the kind of footballer they go for, and the type of man they go for as well, which could be, we know from from the way that they always speak about footballers when they sign them that, that players' personalities and identities are very important to them, not just the way they kick a football. It just feels like like everyone should 
just decide that that's a thing that needs to happen now and everyone should be happy with it. Like Bournemouth should be going, yeah, he's only got one year left of his contract, we'll sell you him. Ryan Fraser should be going, yeah, I get to go for Liverpool and Liverpool should be saying, yeah, you'll be a perfect fit. I don't see who it doesn't make sense for. That sounds like we cracked it. I mean, <laughs> I think the thing is, you look at Liverpool's, the makeup of the current team, like you mentioned there, Robertson came from Hull when they were relegated, mm-hmm. Van Dijk obviously from Southampton via Celtic, Gini Wijnaldum, Newcastle relegated, Sadio Mane even from Southampton. So a lot of a team which is, we'd all say is probably, if not the best, one of the best Liverpool teams of all time, is made up probably almost half by players from kind of the lower reaches of the Premier League mm-hmm. who we've taken for kind of not that expensive fees and people have not been necessarily that excited when we bought them and Klopp's had a specific idea for them and they haven't been like big names or fashionable signings but he's had an idea they've come in and I think also that kind of idea of you're buying a player who for them it's a massive deal because they're making a huge step up in their career from the lower end of the Premier League to a club like Liverpool kind of drives them on to do even better as well so I think you get that with Fraser I also think we're trying to kind of create a scenario here whereby this could happen. We have no idea if there's actually any interest. We've established there should be. Um, but Bournemouth in the last few years have been a bit of a an ideal club for Liverpool, really, in terms of taking off players. Um, we, we sold Solanke for about 20 million after he scored one goal in a year for us. Uh, we've got 15 million for Jordan Ive and 6 million for Brad Smith. So Eddie Howe's no stranger to taking players off. So I'm thinking... Harry Wilson, we've all been talking about in this preseason. Is he going to get a chance to stay at Liverpool this season? Is he exactly what Liverpool needs? And I think he's kind of that, he's the opposite to Fraser in that sense. He's a right sided left footer who cuts infield. And as we said, we've already got them. We've got mm-hmm. Shakiri there, we've got Salah as the, the main one. And Wilson's not really got the kind of searing pace that our front three really plays with on the transition and the counter attack. Fraser's got exactly that. He's also playing off a left on his right foot, which is where we don't have any cover because we've got nobody essentially who does what Mane does. So you're looking at where Wilson could go. I think he's a Premier League standard player. Bournemouth would seem stylistically quite a sensible choice for him. Um, So if there was some kind of scenario there where they were willing to take him on, um, yeah, I'm trying to envision a swap deal scenario there. Whether that actually happens, I have no idea, but it could make sense. Um, and I just think this season we'd all feel a lot more comfortable. Say, for example, Mane did pick up a little bit of a knock and was out for five, six games. I'd have absolutely no problem with Ryan Fraser slotting in there. If you had him on the left, you still got Firmino through the middle and Salah on the right. That's still a brilliant front three. And then you're not worrying about kind of shifting players out of position or anything. So, To me, um, Lewis Cook, David Brooks and Harry Wilson feels like Almost an, an Eddie Howe wet dream of a <laughs> midfield, to be yeah. honest, in terms of profile and the way they play and everything. So it just feels like it made lo- makes loads of sense. We talked about this yesterday, just ringing Eddie Howe and saying, listen, will you give us £60 million for <laughs> Ryan Kent and Harry Wilson, please? Someone needs to do it. Like it, Someone needs to get hold of, of someone at Liverpool and say, just ring Eddie Howe and it'll, yeah. it'll all be fine. And also for a club like them... They can't really afford to lose a player of his ability at his age for nothing next season. Exactly. That would be disastrous, so... I'm surprised there hasn't been more noise. And if it gets to January, he can then do his pre-contract agreement. So they've basically got this window to get a fee for him or give him a new contract. But if you're Ryan Fraser, you're not going to sign a new contract at Bournemouth. If you know you can can go for free to somewhere a lot better, probably get a really good signing on fee and a really high wage as well because they've paid nothing for you. The only thing that that makes me think maybe this doesn't make 100% certain sense is... Is Shikiri. Um and I know that he's a left footer, and usually if we're playing that four-two-three-one, we'd play on the right, and Fraser would be more on the left with his right foot. 
but neither of them would expect to start. And I think you wouldn't put both of them on the bench because in terms of the way that they play, even though it might be on other sides, they're very similar footballers in that they're trying to play between the lines, they're trying to dribble with the ball, looking for um, balls in between the centre-back and the full-back and possibly shots from, not necessarily distance, but from the edge of the box. It's hard, I think, for Klopp to justify having both of them on the bench because that would mean you can't have, say, Origi on the bench or you can't have Brewster or Lallana or Chamberlain or someone like that. Is Are we at the point where part of the reason Liverpool haven't signed a forward yet is maybe someone needs to leave and it's unlikely that they'll do it now and it doesn't necessarily have to be Shakiri. it doesn't have to be um, Origi or someone like that it could just be that if if Lallana moved on for example there's suddenly a more regular spot on the bench where you can put someone because we were talking again on, on this show yesterday about Wilson and even if he ended up staying it's hard to ever imagine him even coming on for 20 minutes because mm. there's so many people ahead of him in the pecking order for the bench. Liverpool have got a fairly big squad now, even if people would look at Manchester City's and go, well, that's bigger or it's got more strength in depth or whatever. Liverpool have got a lot of footballers and if Wilson, sorry, if Fraser were to come in, for example, that shoves someone else an awful lot further down. Yeah, I think we're at that kind of equilibrium point really where you sense that he doesn't want a massive squad. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to kind of feel like all the players he's got have got a reasonable chance of being involved on a fairly regular basis because in terms of squad harmony and the balance and everything and how things are kind of in the dressing room, you don't want to feel like you're kind of keeping good players out of the team mm-hmm. and not having any chances for them. So I think that's where right now Liverpool are in a really tricky spot because if I think if you brought in someone like Fraser right now, like you mentioned, you've got Wilson and Shakiri still there. You've got Brewster and Origi going to be hoping for significant minutes. And then the main front three are going to play most of the games when they're fit. So I feel like that might be one too many. You mentioned Lalana as well. It does feel like one more needs to give way before we get someone in. And I think that's been one of the interesting things with some of us. There hasn't been a huge amount of talk about Wilson going. There's been murmurs here and there, but nothing that concrete. I think realistically for this kind of dream Fraser move to happen, I think you would probably have to be looking at Wilson going, um, at least him, because as I said, I think you just reach a point otherwise where you're saturated. You you feel like you want to have loads of good players in every position kind of as a fan. But I think as a manager, that's a more difficult task to manage. Um, You've seen it with Man City. They kind of managed it sort of last season where they had essentially six or seven pretty much world-class players for the front three. You know, their first choice was probably, what, Aguero, Sterling, Bernardo Silva off the right. But then if if you had all three of them out at one time, you could probably play Jesus, Sane and Mares. And that's how you end up with a situation where Lulu Sane exactly is looking like he wants to leave. Exactly. Sane's kind of been strongly linked with Bayern. Um, whether that happens or not, I'm not quite sure. I'd, I'd be all for it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the problem you end up with if you have too many players who are kind of of a level where they feel they should be playing regularly. Um, so that's one where there may be a bit of doubt about whether Fraser could happen. Um, I think the Wilson thing is really dependent. And like you said, if we get to January, for example, if the right move doesn't come round for Wilson right now and he's still not getting his game by January, that might become an option. And then you look at players like Fraser who are out of contract next year, maybe some movement happens then. But I think right now, we're at a point where I just I don't see Klopp bringing in that player until he frees up one more space in the squad. 
Right, that's all we've got time for for now. Hopefully, Michael Edwards is watching this and is now going to immediately get on the platter <laughs> um, to his opposite number at Bournemouth and offer this swap deal and preferably bring uh, Adam Smith back with him as well. Um, just take all nice. of Bournemouth's good players and sort our positions out. Uh, but I hope you've enjoyed the video anyway. If you have, uh, make sure to subscribe on YouTube and also press the little notification bell that's next to it. That means that you won't miss any videos in the future. For now, though, thanks from Joel. Thanks from me. All the best. Enjoy your day. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.